Oh, my dogs, we're back with a new podcast, Jody, and I've got a little surprise uh, for you because this is a special episode. We've got two special guests. Since it is a thing in a triathlon scene this week, we've got two guests. <laughs> it's Andrew Messek and Sam Renouf in a big collab with Triathlon Mockery, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to keep them apart. Like, like we could be like UFC, couldn't it? I'll be the like referee, making sure they yeah, that, like, they they fight clean. Let, let's be the only podcast and that let's not get into uh, into that all that stuff. Um, but we do. That would talk be a great collab, though. That would be would pretty be. funny, wouldn't it? It would. Like, you would. know, um, would it be would it be me and Andrew versus you and 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 Sam, or or what would be the deal? <laughs> <laughs> uh god either mate we could just we could i guess we could arm wrestle couldn't we and then like the winner gets to pick who they want to uh, team would up you with. would you i don't think you're the kind of guy for a concept that would be something like triathlon mockery in an open chat about triathlon with andrew messick and sam renew welcome and tune in it's not our style is it we're no, more really. um ari clown mcdonald's aren't we yeah and dating scene and like Overtrained, undertrained. I don't know. Anyway, um, how's the week been? It's been good, mate. It's been good. Uh, going to the wind tunnel, trying to save a few watts, um, getting some decent sessions in. Um, now I'm back from Australia, like, and uh, got over all the traveling because it was quite a long way to go for a week. So uh, yeah, can't complain. It's been all right. The weather's not been too bad, has it, for this time of year? So uh, mm, things are looking up. It's not really sunny, but um, about that wind tunnel, did you <laughs> save some what? I always save some what, mate. You always find something what? in the wind tunnel. I mean, <laughs> it, as a as a mid to lower tier pro, I've got a question for one of the top tier pros like you, Joe. Um, like every winter, you and Jan and Patrick and all them are all going to the wind tunnel, saving watts, saving watts. And if you look back at five years ago, like if you if you would count all the watts, it, it, you would say that you were going backwards back then, but you weren't. Well, yeah, I probably have gone. I probably have gone uh, backwards uh, in terms of physical then, haven't I? And uh, I'm just lucky that I managed to find some some watts. <laughs> would you say that you are actually lucky that a guy like me wouldn't go into the one wind tunnel? To save them, to find them extra watts? Probably, yeah. But I mean, if you look at the power you've been putting out on some of the races, you've actually put out some pretty decent power, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I should go into a wind tunnel, but it's just unaffordable. So it's where un- you're, unaffordable. So where you're losing it is zero. Because at the end of the day, all it comes down to is how many is. watts you push, what it your is. weight is, and what your aerodynamics are. And if you I mean, if your weight's low, your, your CDA's low, and your watts are high, you're going to be bloody quick, aren't you? Well, right now I'm still doing aero testing on a on a budget uh, budget level because if if you want to go into a wind tunnel, it's, it's just going to cost you a couple of grand, isn't it? It's just mega expensive. Uh, not that much, probably not a couple of grand like that. Well, the Netherlands it on is the high side. Three to four grand, don't go something to like that. Half a day, half a day. <laughs> don't go to don't go to Holland, mate. Go to England. Like it sounds like they what do you pay you then? Off, what, what, what? On, like diesel. To- <laughs> What do you pay for Diesel tax, they rip you off, don't they? Yeah. Um, well, when I've done it through Harry and I've done it through Rob, I just, just like decent rates, but like... You're the, you're the bloke up leads, the bakery up leads that wants to test his bike, wants to rent a, a wind tunnel. Not, not like it's like 800 quid for like 800 pounds for like four hours, something like that. Really? Yeah. Wow. You, even testing on a velodrome is more expensive than that here. 
Train smarter, not harder, mate. Yeah, true, true. Um, <laughs> have you got a low of the week for me? A low of the week? Um, I haven't really got too many lows, to be honest. Um, God, not a low really. on Valentine's Day. I haven't really got a a low on Valentine's Day. Uh, no, it was all right to be honest. Like, not really. Didn't really have a low <laughs> then. Um, it was. It was do a you joke think Valentine's Day is a fad though? <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> do you think it's a fad? Because like you get all this marketing and stuff, and it's just a big rip off, isn't it? Am I pessimistic, or um, uh, do you think it is actually like uh, a lovely uh, day, or do you think it's a rip off? I think well, it's a rip off, mate. Like in, in general terms speaking, if you were in a relationship, it is good to to uh, so now and then uh, um, take the time to see that you think of someone else. Should you buy a big bouquet of flowers? No, I don't think so. But just something small to give to her or him or whatever, uh, I think it's all right. But what I happened wouldn't... to Seb? He was in a relationship, weren't he? For yeah. uh, you know, remember we were in New Zealand, 2020. Brought a nice bouquet of flowers. She turned her nose up on it, said they were from a shitty shop, and uh, he got in from more trouble than what he would have if he had got nothing. They were an expensive brand of rose. I would. If someone would say that to me, like, oh, this is shitty, I would thank her on my knees because that is such a rat flag. I would say, sorry, you're 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 right. This isn't working. <laughs> it's it's about the quality of rose, mate, not the amount, not what the amount you get away. <laughs> you I know, can tell you, my, got my, first class, one, organic. I I just think uh, probably everyone thinks it's it's a fad because uh, my my mailbox was empty. Yeah, I reckon that the girls that you've been uh, messaging, mate, for think it's a rip-off as well and that they don't buy into the hype, you know. <laughs> Even my mom doesn't buy it. Um, yeah. Anyway, you prefer uh, to slip into people's DMs, don't you, because it's free. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes. I, didn't, I did an FTP test today. FTP test. Is that a low or a high? I guess it's a low if you don't get a good number and a high if you actually smash it. Well, um, I would say it's a high. It is a high because, um, like, I haven't been training over the last couple of months like I wanted to just because I didn't have my head there. I had a lot of, like, things to think about. But since a couple of weeks, I'm really into the swing of training again. I'm flipping motivated. I'm really um, looking forward to, uh, like, uh, give it all my se- uh, this season, like, uh, definitely. Um, so last week I did my first interval session, and today I was like, all right, I'll just do an FTP test on the road bike. It's only three degrees. It was flipping windy. And I, was thinking, I thought, like, um, it's just a number in the end, isn't it? A starting point. I took my LRPM bike, LRPM bike, meaning low reader power meeting bike. Um, <laughs> so I did 338 watts for 20 minutes, which would come down to an FTP of what is it, like 320. Um but it is my LRPM bike, um, and I know if you were um, if you were borrowing t- Rob Shaw's power meter, do you think you would have broken four hundred watts? Hundred percent, hundred percent. But last <laughs> June, I did a forty-minute test on this bike with the same power meter, and I did what was it again? Three uh, fifty-eight for forty minutes, but I was going. 46.7 k's an hour on a road bike on a uh, track isn't it not like a normal track with like ups and downs for 40 minutes so um 
I did up and around. What was I saying again? So I did less Spring power 38. now for 20 minutes than I did back then in 40 minutes. But could I expect any more? No, I couldn't. Um, but just uh, up and onwards, mate, up and onwards. And it was flipping painful. You never look forward to a, to a, to an FTP test, do you? You never look forward to it. It's always painful. No, and if people want to see uh, the pain that you've inflicted before, you've got a nice YouTube video up where you did a 4DP Sufferfest test. I like watching that because you just look like you're shaking like a shitting dog by the end. <laughs> Have you watched it <laughs> like, multiple times? Uh, that. <laughs> I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, that's what I, when I when, when I want to uh, get some training motivation. Forget Lionel Sanders and all them. I, I watch Tom suffering through a four DP test. I I, threw, I almost threw up in that one. That that is a four DP test. That is flipping grim. So it's a five minute max into like a twenty minute max, isn't it? But yeah, some seven second sprints to start off with, and then a one minute max at the end. Four maximal tests, isn't it? In like and literally the space of forty five minutes. I remember just I downed like 400 milligrams of caffeine and all that shite and then just gave it some. Um, Jody, what about races this season? Have you got have you got any plans already that we could give uh, the people a tip of? Uh... Well, I was going to do Clash Miami, but I'm 50-50 on that. My flights are booked. I'm entered in, but I'm going to see how I feel the week before. I mean, if I feel like I'm in good shape and I could get a decent result, then I'll uh, race it. If I don't think I can get a decent result, then I won't bother. But definitely going to do the PTO race in May, which is actually the next big goal, like, you know, where I want to yeah. actually do pretty well in. So that's a definite. And then after that, I'm entered into Challenge Roth, which is a big goal. Maybe a race mm -hmm. in between, I don't know. But definitely those two I want to do well, really well in. They're like two big targets of mine. All right. What about that's you? Well, I'm also uh, targeting uh, the big PTO race in Ibiza just uh, the day after. There's a race for normal folks. <laughs> the, uh, it's the, the, the we don't RTO. want to plug it too much because we don't want we don't want them turning up. <laughs> like, we do want you want me to, to edit the it Iron, out? The, the Iron Man seventy point three. Yeah, <laughs> edit it out. We don't want you don't want too many turning up because you want to uh, you want to a nice little cherry pick so you can get a decent result. Keep the sponsors well, happy and attract be, some new ones. To be honest, um, I'm 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 going to to try and be in the the best shape uh, possible uh, by May. But looking at what I've done over the last uh, two or three months, uh, I can't expect uh, my best shape ever. But um, I'm looking to peak, absolutely peak. The day after on a Monday in the bar in Ibiza. <laughs> no, I mean in, in for September. the opening parties. No, I'm looking to the peak in, in like August, that September, time, aren't they? The opening yeah. parties. I've no clue. Yeah, Joe, you're here. You're the lifestyle right athlete here. Mate. I'm the lifestyle athlete, mate. I've been to Ibiza on an 1830 holiday before. I've lived it. I've, I think I went there for like a week. I lost um, nearly a stone in weight. I was like. 17 18 years old didn't even know how to cook hardly ate anything just lived on like a liquid diet for a week oh my god mate i was a state you know it was literally like up until 6 a.m every day um and then sleeping by the pool and then on it again that was the first experience really? i ever had with absom oh god mate it was crazy um so uh if we win mate if if uh, or we have a great race we'll go out and we'll hit the big hit the town mate We'll hit, we'll hit the town for one Powerful day and pensions. then we'll get back into training. Um, anyway, um, main subject of the week, Joe. 
I'm going to hit you on the spot because we really we didn't even speak about main subject of the week, did we? But well, you said we were just going to talk about what's current and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, so now, um, for now on, well, not for now on. So now and then, whenever we see something in uh, in the scene, we're just going to talk about that subject and um, what we think is related to that. And what have you seen, Joe? What have you seen? What came across your mind? What came across my mind was the Terminator or Rasmus Svenningsen, a.k.a. the Terminator, literally just pressing self-disrupt on himself and doing like an Iron Man nearly every day or every other day um, over the course of like the last three weeks. I mean, if you check out his Strava, it's literally like four and a half hours at Iron Man pace, 320 watts or something, then like a 20K run quicker than Iron Man pace off the bike. Uh, I think he did, what did he do, like a 37, 38K run, like three times, 39. 10 minute, 10K. 39. 39K run. Yeah, like literally the, the day or two days after doing 220Ks on the bike at 300 watts. It's literally like every ride is like almost 300 watts or over 300 watts. And there's like apart never from, a ride under three hours. Apart from the, the big numbers, his race is probably Ironman South Africa, isn't it? Oh, 100%. He said that. Yeah, 100%. He's doing that. Do you think... Uh, like, he's on the By the way, if, you, if you're doing a 39k interval run, I will flip and mess that up and do a 42k run. Come on. Finish that marathon, right? You'd finish the marathon, yeah. At least do an extra two, like two and a half k. I mean, like, Jesus, you've I mean, nearly done it, haven't you? If, you know? if, if you're trying to do a 30K, 39k heart run, I want to see what I can do in a marathon. Like, flip it. Just just if you're already yeah. doing it for Why Strava, just, It would have been, been a PB. Yeah, yeah, I go, know. Go. I don't understand. Like, I, that's the thing. But do you think the reason he does a lot of these sessions is because you're addicted to the kudos and the messages you get on Strava, and that pushes people to do slightly harder, slightly faster stuff? Because it doesn't make sense to me. At some point, so for example, if I would do it for the kudos. And then the next day I would wake up and think like, oh, flipping hell, I have to do 220Ks and 220Ks uh, <laughs> at race pace. I would think, fuck the kudos. Like, I can't do it. I'm mentally <laughs> broken. Like, I, I, I must say, I really must say, I admire his will to push through. Because to be able to do these <laughs> sessions solo at flipping race pace or above race pace every day, and not just one hour, but just six, seven hours, that shows he's got some stamina, right? I, I just don't know how you could just like go out the door and be like, right, I'm going to just start banging it at 320 watts now. Do you know what I mean? Like, who I've never ever been with anyone. Like, I would either say your power meter must be overreading or you're just crazy because I don't know who would go out. I've never seen anyone going out the door on the ride and within five minutes at 300, 320 watts for the, like a four hour ride. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen that. Like, I don't even like not day after day. I mean, maybe one day if they're doing a really hard ride, but not consistently four or five times a week. Like, I think he um, he does like I don't, how many hours a week do you reckon he cycles? Roughly sixteen, seventeen, yeah, something fifth, no, like that, and uh, less, averaging less. over three hundred watts. It looks like it's a lot, but because he's always got riding at race pace, he's going so fast. So he's clocking the miles really, really fast. So he's actually only riding. <laughs> it, yeah, he does a six-hour ride in five hours forty. 
Yeah. No, but he he's uh, uh it, so he's riding like 600 k's a week, which is a shitload. But if you're always riding at 40 k's an hour, it's only 15 hours, isn't it? Guys, you should check him check this guy out on Strava, Rasmus Venningsen, like and just let us know what you think. I I would like to, I can't wait to see how he does in South Africa because I was saying to Tom, if he doesn't win South Africa or at least make the podium, I think he's left the best of himself in training because from looking at his Strava, he should be up there for the win. Like if his power meter's legit and the speeds that he's running, he should be riding 330 watts for the bike and he should be running like 235 off the bike. He should be, you know, he should be around that. His swim's obviously going to lose a bit of time, but he should be in the hunt for a podium. If he doesn't do that, then I think he's left him he's the best of himself in training. Well, what do you apart think? from always, apart from always, so if you're all, if you like to always train hard, smash yourself. Um, I see, I see a Dutch guy doing this, and I'm Who? thinking, um, unknown. I'm thinking. It's only FEP, right? So if you're absolutely smashing it and 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 training to a thirty-five to forty hours a week right now in the twenty in like the beginning of February, January, what are you going to do towards the end of August? I I don't know. That you just fucked. Like, and that's, that's the thing. People just you're overtrain empty. because it's, well, you're going to plateau because a coach told me before if you can improve on twenty hours a week, just because you can do twenty-three or twenty-four hours a week doesn't necessarily mean you're going to improve anymore. It might just mm -hmm. mean that your body then adapts to 23, 24 hours a week that then you have to keep at that to keep at the level you, you are or to keep improving. Because yeah. if you drop it then back down to 20 hours a week, you're not going to improve because you've just done 23 hours a week for a while when you were improving at 20. So then you have to knock up to 25, 26. And that's the thing. Once his body gets used to that, to then improve, he's got to push the stimulus even more. So then does he ride at more power which puts a lot more, um, like takes a lot more out of your whole body, your nervous system, you know, everything. Or does he do even more hours at the same intensity? Where does he go? You know, he's already doing a lot of hours. He's doing at a high intensity anyway. There's not, like you say, there's not uh, many more play, much more you can do. And wow. especially if you want to be building up from February to like July, August, you know, at some point it's going to come crashing down. You're either going to get ill or you're going to plateau because there's not or much more you can do. You know, you you're... Or you're just gonna um, be so so. It's gonna be really hard to motivate yourself to go out and train because you've already done so much that you're just well, not he motivated. Said he had, he said he was suffering from demotivation. I had a little look at his Instagram, and he said that up mm -hmm. until Christmas he was suffering from demotivation. He lost the love of it, and it actually had a big phys like mental impact on him. And it was only just after Christmas that he started getting back into it, and. Uh, he was surprised at how quick the fitness came back, but he did go through that and he has been ill in the lead up to races. And I wonder how much of it is because the toll you're putting on your body over the course mm -hmm. of like a couple of month period, you know, it'll oh, be interesting to see how he goes in South Africa. Like I'm looking him, forward to seeing that, to be honest. Taking him as an example, how would you translate that yeah. to uh, the average age grouper as like a tip? Don't, don't kill yourself every session. Like you, you've. I think you want to train train a wide variety of zones. You want to do some high intensity, some low intensity, some tempo stuff. But you don't want to be going out every day and doing long, hard tempo sessions, do you? And also, you, know, you uh, want to have some easy sessions, some harder. The key thing, what I uh, uh, what I've sensed over the last couple of years is, so if you're always training, uh, for example, uh, twelve hours, fourteen hours a week, it 
doesn't really make a difference to go on one training camp and do 40 hours and then come back and do 12 again. Um, no. Or all of a sudden start training 25 hours a week, what you're saying. Because I've sensed whenever I went on a training camp, and so for example, last year in Girona or in Font Rameau, and I've been trying to do, and if I would try to do every session what you do, it just, I don't have the basis to recover from that. So I can, I can keep it up for like three weeks, maybe four, but I can sense towards the end, towards the end of three weeks. I'm just like in a hole and I just need to recover. And I was fit enough for the race again, but then after I can just, I can still sense that it's really hard for me to keep training. So I could, I could rather, well, it's better for me to stick for, with, for example, like you're saying, 20 hours a week, 24 hours a week, something like that. Do that for maybe five, six month, months. And then after that, well, maybe progress into a bit more. But I I remember when I was cycling and um, there was a guy who I used to race against. He was pretty good. He was an older guy. He was probably like, at the, this time, he was probably about 40. And this is going back, um, God, 14 years. Uh, so I was like young 20s. He was probably about 40, 45. And uh, he never went on training camps, but he was always really solid. And I, I remember saying to him, how come you never go on any training camps? And he said, because it doesn't matter what you do in one or two weeks. It's what you do over the other 50 weeks, you know, 52 weeks of the year that makes yeah. a difference. You know, and it's so true, isn't it? You know, you can be a hero for two weeks on a training camp, but if the other 50 weeks of the year is shit, you're not, you're not going to be any good, are you? You know, no. it's about consistency over time and not just going there for a jolly. I mean, a training camp and getting some sun's great. Yeah, it's nice. But if long term, if you want to improve, it's about what you do the whole year, not just like being a hero over one or two weeks. And he was good. I like, have been uh, and I, I really with with regards to training consistency, got... Joe, I've been a uh, a loser since uh I would say last year, September the twentieth till uh January the 25th something like that would you say and now now you're in now you're back in it fab march and april so three months of quality training doing nothing insane do you think will get me into a shape ready for a 3k swim 120k bike 30k run to be competitive yeah because i think you actually improve pretty quick don't you when you do it i think you could get a lot better results if you actually did like six or nine months a decent training but the problem with you is you only do four weeks or five weeks and then you end up going off the rails a bit whereas if you actually did six months you could actually be decent because i mean when we were in wanaka and you raced there you averaged 320 watts for the bike and did a half decent run didn't you and that wasn't off that was probably off what you were training hard probably from december onwards do you reckon because i remember we were mm -hmm. doing them sessions on Southwest, weren't we um december. so it's december january that was probably only after like 10 weeks training. And then you had a really good race in New Zealand. And I reckon if you kept that up for like five months, you would have been absolutely flying. We'll be, uh, we'll see that in, uh, in Ibiza. One thing I don't like is though, you're doing the race on Saturday, aren't you? Yeah. I'm doing the race on Sunday. I would have rather done the race yep. on Saturday and then you on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, but I would rather do the race on Saturday and then uh, you on Sunday because I want to be. You want to get it done first. <laughs> you just want to sit on the side of the road and drink a pint while someone else is suffering, don't you? That's what you want. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. One 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 of my other fears is that there's going to be 
like you've trained really hard, then you want to race and get a really good result. And then afterwards, you want to celebrate that result. But what if everybody celebrates that result on a Saturday evening whilst I'm, I'm going to bed early? That's my flipping nightmare, but that's what's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, but I would say that on the plus side for you, there is only 30 people in the PTO race. It's capped out. For some reason, they've reduced the field size by 20 people, really? which I don't well, know if that's... A, yeah, I don't know uh, why they've done that because I think 30 people is quite a small start list, really, don't you? You know, like I think 50 people is more like it, oh. you know, and there's going to be a lot of decent people that are missing. So you're not, it's not sure whether you're racing that one or not? I'm definitely going to do it, yeah. The PTO one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, chaps. Um, yeah, so leave something in the tank for uh, Sunday evening. That's just uh, the thing I want to say. Uh, someone else, I saw uh, something else I saw on um, on the gram last week. Uh, it's a bit more than a week ago, by the way. Was that Sam Long, professional athlete, um, has moved from coach he was coached by ryan bolton i was coached by an australian one dan blues and you were coached by ryan bolton weren't you i've you, been coached you, by him you have past, been yeah. on uh, the plan i have been <laughs> on the plan to have a little look but anyway what i wanted to I say remember, is i, I remember to... what just before you go into that i remember right. when you were like procrastinating because sometimes you had like a 26k tempo run didn't you and you were like shitting yourself about it all night because the pace that he was giving you was like you were like, I'm not sure if I can do when you're like three forty five k pace for twenty six k, yeah, uh, and some stuff like that. And that used to really used to be thinking about that all day, didn't you? Thinking, oh fuck, like, am I going to get this done? Can you? <laughs> to be honest, I can you imagine you waking up in the morning and you see a session? It wasn't towards the end of a three week training block. So you've been training hard for three weeks, and you wake up and you see twenty six k tempo run three forty five k pace, and I'm thinking like oh my God, I need to do this session solo by myself. I'm flipping fatigued, warm-up cooldowns, like a 30K run. Um, I don't think if I, I can do this, I'm not looking forward to it. Would you, you You wouldn't even look forward to to, to a run like that. Oh, 26K tempo runs, pretty grim. I've never done a 26K tempo run. Uh, uh, I think the be, only... Uh, oh, pretty nasty. The, the only person who would wake up and think like, hell yes, is the Terminator. Is it Rasmus Swenson? He'd think, oh, 26K. It's, it's not even hard for him though, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it would be one. a short one. Like for him, you <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's not too hard. You know, um, for him, something that would shit him up would be like 45K tempo run, wouldn't it? It would literally have to be something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, it's above, above race distance, like, above race pace. He would be absolutely shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, what I want to say is he's being coached by Dan Plews. Now, what I want to get into is um, his coaching style, what I think is completely different than what Ryan Bolton was doing. So one thing which Dan Plews is well known for is a low carb, high fat um, racing perspective. So you need to change like your diet. A, what you think that is something that would suit you or Sam? And B... Um, well, just go with A. Just go with A first. The big unit, the big unit's not low carb. Do you think so? He's going like, with he's that coach, but unit. not with his. But he's the he's the low low carb, high fat doctor, isn't he? Yeah, but I can fucking guarantee you, Sam will be scoffing the bread, fucking muffins from Costco, and all that behind the <laughs> yeah. coach's back. Absolutely no fucking way is he going low carb. 
Like the big unit isn't the big unit for nothing. There's no way he's got, he's sticking out. I've seen the amount of muffins and stuff he goes through. Like he's definitely keep getting them down his neck and not telling the coach. The coach might think that he's low carb. I can't believe the big unit's going low carb. No so fucking way. This low carb, high fat diet is all um, the idea is, well, if, if you really want to get into this technical bit, we should invite him on the podcast and all that. We're not going to do it. Anyway, the, the key thing is you get rid of the carbs. Like you, you eat butter and eggs for breakfast and avocado, stuff like that. Um, and then basically. Scott Bavel. Scott, Scott, old school Scott Bavel was uh, low you carb. Mostly get your energy, have... You would derive your energy from fats instead of from carbs because, for example, what is it? Like your body has only a limited storage of carbs. Like you always need to reveal the carbs, whereas fat, you've always got access to fats. So uh, you want to get fat adapted. Well, in order to get that, you need to like change the whole diet. It's not something for me, but I was questioning, is this something basically, for the unit? Well, basically, they just want to make it so you can burn more fat than carbs at a higher intensity. Yeah. Yeah. So you save more carbs for later on in a race, and then you should be able to race fast towards the end of the race because you've been more efficient at burning fats. And obviously, in the race, you want to take carbs, but in training, they want to do some sessions exactly. high, Reduce uh, low carbs so they can force it, yeah, force that adaptation. I think I think I, I've done some sessions low carb, and when I haven't eaten enough. The day before carbs, I feel flipping terrible. To be honest, I wake up and I feel absolutely horrendous. Like you know, if you've done a big day, intense day, or a long yeah. day, and I don't eat enough carbs, I'm fucking gone, mate. Like that's it. It's a write off. You know, I for me, it's not for me. And I've heard actually other coaches say that when you're training a lot, anyway, you're in a state of depletion, carb depletion sometimes because if you're training 25 to 30 hours a week, you can't always get enough carbs in during the day when you train on a six-hour training day to mm-hmm. replenish them stores so you are going to be doing stuff in a glycogen depleted state anyway so how much of that you actually need to avoid carbs i don't know um it's a it's an interesting one that normally splits people into two styles of two forms yeah. you know some people are yeah. totally for it other people but, absolutely hate it i think it's quite a controversial thing you, you already need to be very disciplined as a long distance athlete Pro age grouper, it doesn't matter. You need to be disciplined to do it, but you need to be flipping disciplined to, disciplined to be a low carb, high fat, long distance triathlete. Like flipping hell, I wouldn't have. The only reason why I would train so many hours is because it allows me to eat a lot of food while still maintaining that body, <laughs> that, that summer body, uh, that a uh, Greek goddess, <laughs> uh, that Greek uh, that god Greek, physique, while, doesn't it? Whilst you I'm on the beach and you, I'm I'm on the pines. And I'm on the tortilla chips and all that with like meatballs and everything. It's like, oh, how are you so lean and fit? I'm like, oh, I'm just training. Do you want to know what the saddest thing is about the big unit having to do this? Well, the saddest thing about it, he isn't even going to be able to treat himself to a to an alcohol-free beer because it's got carbs in. So not only is he not able to drink a normal beer, he's not even going to be able to drink alcohol-free. Yeah, his 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 sponsors Power Bar and and what's the the athletic brewing? Um, they will probably have to take a little step back. They probably have to drop it. Drop him. There's no point being sponsored by an energy company if you can't eat energy, is there? And there's no point being sponsored by an athletic <laughs> brewing company. All, I mean, all, he, um... he needs to tell athletic brewing, can you do a low carb, non alcoholic beer? Which is like the most. That's even. I mean, I didn't think you could get any more lame than uh, an alcohol free beer. But alcohol-free and low-carb, 
That to me, uh, if, if Mon- how can you say that you're a triathlete without saying that you're a triathlete? <laughs> isn't that called the tap low water? Carb, non-alcohol free beer. <laughs> yeah, isn't that called tap water? water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. But it but, tastes uh, worse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what 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 do you what do you think? Uh, how do you think he came up with this uh, with this choice? Because he always seems to love his food. But maybe maybe he's not going to follow the diet, but just the, the sessions. He's also got uh, went into lactate. I'm really curious to see how he's getting on with uh, later on in the year with the low carb, high fat. Because for some people, it, it works out really in, well. And maybe he went into that style of low carb because he wanted to save money on the shopping bill. You know, electricity prices, gas prices are going up, inflation's forcing food prices up. You know, it's cheaper. If you can't eat carbs, you're going to save money, aren't you? You know, like, mm-hmm. so maybe cool. that's that's part of the reason, you know, save some money. Uh, he's got a baby on the way. He's got another mouth to feed. Things yeah. are getting tight. The purse strings have got, you know, his missus is probably saying, Sam, you cannot eat all them muffins from Costco and all this now. We need to save and look the, after uh, our look the after PTO. Our PTO bonuses in that race, price purse is getting less. So it, it all makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope that Laura doesn't see that he's gone low carb. Otherwise, I might be forced into low carb, you know, another mouth to feed as well. Like this this could be forced upon me. If, if I go down the low carb route, you know that I wasn't through personal choice of my own. <laughs> Could you um, Can you name me um, a, a couple of advantages for Sam? training racing wise so with regards to long distance racing um that he choose this path of a new coach with a uh, low carb high fat perspective did you listen to his podcast on uh, how to train about it um i can't remember if i listen if I, i can't remember i might have or not i can't remember but one of the advantages would be he struggles in an ironman distance um hasn't he in the past like mm-hmm. in the back end he fades quite a bit you know i remember racing oh. him in chattanooga he faded a bit on the bike and uh towards the end you know despite being in very good 70.3 shape so potentially it could be really good for him because his halves have always been great and he can probably get through that because he's got you've got an hour and a half to two hours of glycogen stores and takes on some carbs and he can get through a three and a half four hour race no problem and he does very well but when he gets over six seven hours he does fade a lot and his full distance races, no matter who you are, if you look at it, aren't up to the, to the same standard as what his 70.3s are. No way. Like he races 70.3s, he's one of the best in the world. The yeah. Ironman, he struggles. Uh, so yeah. if this does work for him, I wouldn't be surprised to see him being a lot more consistent at the full distance. And I think this is uh, shows the way that he's going because I, when I was talking to him after Arizona, I, he wasn't sure whether or not he... I think he was tempted to go for the 70.3s in the PTO races because the money's a lot better. But I think his heart really likes the full distance races. You know, that's mm-hmm. what he really enjoys and that's what he wants to do well in. And probably because he hasn't done as well as what he knows he can do, because it's surprising because we've seen some of the bike rides that he's done. He's done like mm-hmm. 300k rides, at like yeah, 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 very yeah. high power and a run off the bike. But but in the full distance, when he has to ride at that bit higher power, um, he does fade a lot. So I think that he could be a lot more consistent over the Ironman. I wouldn't be surprised to see him do a lot better this year at the full distance and probably race to a similar standard as what he does over the 70.3s. I think it's probably going to work for him, to be honest. Well, let's um, let's recap uh, about this in a couple of months because that's what you need to be uh, able to see the adaptation from all these changes. Um, Low-carb, high-fat is definitely 
not a diet I would advise to fellow lifestyle athletes, but um, whoever is interested, don't ask us for advice because <laughs> we've got no flipping clue. Um, you can't even have an almond croissant, can you? I mean, like, if you go to a cafe stop on a ride and you can't even have a cake, I mean, that's not a way to live, is it? That's one of the things I don't get about Rasmus Fenningsen. I couldn't even do a six-hour ride at a cafe stop. I was saying that to Phil, like, on a three-hour yeah. ride today. This is fucking horrendous. Like, there's no cafe stops. We went out too late. They're all shut. But, like, yeah. a six-hour ride at 300 watts without a cafe stop sounds flipping horrendous. I'd, someone I know, shoot I me would, now. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> shoot me now. Kill me. I'm getting into water polo. Um, if I, if you ask me, would I rather do a three-week training camp with Rasmus Fenix and or spend three weeks in prison? I'd rather spend three weeks in prison. It would be more enjoyable, and I'd probably feel... <laughs> a lot fresher afterwards you know i know i'd have to watch my back a bit in prison but having to do 300 watts every ride and all that i just think i'd be absolutely broken i'd be losing the will to live it would be like solitary confinement wouldn't it you know you'd just be like robin staring at the back wheel all day i i wouldn't be able to do it anyway joe i've got a solid bullshit buster and then i need to head to the pool because um i'm a grinder grind never stop better never stop what's your bullshit buster because I've, got, I've got one as well. I had one right. as well. I, I got in. I saw the goat, Jana, Janice Fredina. I saw him uh, posting up uh, uh, last week. He said, first track session since like a couple of years. Oh. <laughs> and he was doing zone two efforts at 320k pace. What a load of bullshit. Either that's the reason why why his Achilles has been fucked over two years because his zones are all set wrong. <laughs> I think that is a massive bullshit yeah, buster. You need to get on our 16-week training plan, mate. You know, that will sort you out. <laughs> what do you think of that bullshit buster? Do you think do you think he's low to shite? I think it's trolling people, isn't it? Like, you know, he's just posted it up there because he knew age groupers and people would be like, Zone two, 320, 320k base. Because I saw the post and someone said, you've got your, someone actually said, you've got your <laughs> zones wrong. That's more like zone two pace for Kipchoge and stuff <laughs> like that. And I thought, it made me laugh because I thought he knows that that's going to get a lot of people like kicking off. And I thought it was, um, what it was quite funny because all these age groupers were like, some of them were like, oh my God, wow, zone two at 320k yeah. pace. That's unreal. Oh, he's back, he's back. <laughs> It made me laugh. It made me yeah. laugh. That's why I was thinking. Like uh, I saw, saw I saw that, Andre. That's probably, Rasmus Fenningsen's probably actually thinking that that's for real and thinking, "Wow, he does all his runs at three twenty k pace or quicker." I saw. That's, that's where I need to be. I saw Andre Lopez posting up on uh, on Strava. He did a run at three twenty k pace, and he called it something like the famous Zone Two run. <laughs> What's yeah. your bullshit now, buster? You, my bullshit buster is. People always saying about people like he's the goat and then they say someone else is the goat. And it's like, you can't have numerous goats. Like the saying is greatest of all time. So there can only be one goat. And it really winds me up when I hear some people say he's the goat and so-and-so was the goat, you know, do, you know, and they have numerous people who they keep calling the goat. It's like, you know, for instance, like they might've said Jan Pradino was, then now, then then they suddenly change it because someone else did a couple of good races. It's like it is the greatest of all time. You can't keep having all these different ones. There is only one. You know that is the mm -hmm. whole point of it. Like, and when I see people keep saying that there's numerous goats and stuff like that, it's like, what are you on about? That really grinds my gears because like it is greatest of all time. You can't keep saying all so right. and so is, is so and so is. There's only let's one. let's make a decision then. Who who is the goat in triathlon? 
in triathlon, who do you think is the goat then? Are we talking across short distance and long distance? Yeah, I, I would say in, in general, yeah. Like, I would probably say at the moment it's a tough one, but I would say probably Jan, but it would be over Jan or Alistair Brownlee. But Alistair hasn't done as well over the long distance, which lets him down. And But if he does manage to win a world championship or a couple of world championships or something over the long distance, then it would have to be him because Alistair's short distance record is unbelievable. Won two Olympic golds, but he hasn't performed as well as Jan over the long distance, whereas Jan still has the Olympic gold. He's won 70.3 worlds and he's won the Ironman worlds. And he's might at the top of the game for a lot more. And uh, maybe uh, um, it is true that you you would receive a triathlon mockery uh, goat title. Um, one of one of the criteria is also that you need to perform over like a long period of time, right? You can't be the goat in one year. But yeah, it is it is obviously exactly. true that that like people are saying this now about Christian and Gustav. They're both goats. I mean, obviously, like they're like amazing athletes. Um, but I think the difference is that you need to show that you're um, a great athlete over a really long period of time. Also, because I think and that Jan and, and, and Alistair Brownlee internationally um, showed what triathlon was in the years, didn't they? And I think Christian has won a couple of short distance races and that's it. He has won a 70.3 Worlds, but it was at the end of a year and it was just after Kona. So a lot of people were missing then. And St. George full distance was missing a lot of good people. So I would say that goes against it. Gustav has won a couple of PTO races, very big, like really good fields. He's won Kona, but then he hasn't done it over the short distance. He hasn't won Olympic gold. And I think that's one of the things to be the GOAT. You have to, I think, won Olympic gold and you have to have won a world championships at the long distance. And I know people can go back and say, what about Dave Scott and Mark Allen? The standard, in my opinion, was nowhere near what it is mm-hmm. what it was then back now so i think you're talking the goat has to have come in the last 10 12 years because the standard and also, has gone up like, so oh, much i think and over a long period of time performing over like because um travel over changes 10 years. every year there's like new new people come in there's not up, up and comers and and like you've consistently beating new up and comers over like a long period of time yeah as of one well, the, so it can happen in the if future if you go back uh, if you go you back think, to Sorry, to 2008. Alistair was winning the 2008 Olympics until 6-7K. Obviously, Jan ended up winning that one. So, But it was from 2009 onwards where he started winning short-distance WTS races or whatever they were called back then. So that's a four, that's nearly a 14-year period because he's going into this season and, pe- and if he has a good year at this season, that's 14 years over different distances where he's been competing at the top of his game. Now, Gustav and Christian, great athletes, but you could only really say... 2020 was when they came on the scene. Yeah. It's two years. Al- you know, Alistair was like from 2009 to 2016, just in short distance. That's before he even got into 70.3s. That's seven years already. Jan Fredino, 2008 gold medal. He's still up there in the long distance. If he's on the start line, you know that he's going to be competing for the win. So that's like yeah. 14 years, 15 years, you know, and, and, over a decade. Um, it is possible... Gustav and Christian, if you're listening to it, that that in the in the future that Jan Fredino has to give his triathlon mockery goat title to you, but let this be a little motivation to be on the top of your game for the next couple of years. Yeah, and that's yeah, also exactly. what motivates like me. The, yeah, this- 
I want to be the GOAT. You, you know? can still do it, mate. You can still do it. Like, if you, I, I would like to see you. If you had to race Super League and you were <clears> taking on Lionel, like, because he's actually racing it, isn't he, this week? We haven't actually said about yeah. that. We'll have to talk about that next week and how it goes. How do you think you could compare against him? Because your power meter on Zwift is fucking unreal, mate. That power meter, if you use that power meter and with your swim and your run unreal. on the treadmill, you've got. <laughs> That power meter is fucking incredible, mate. I've I've been guys, I've been on the on the wrong side of Tom. He's had this power meter on, and he is fucking stretched it out over the top of the mountain. I've still got scars now. It was like a sixty k swift race. We went over the climb that goes up like four hundred five hundred meters. But to be and honest, we didn't realize that we had swift. Can you remember? To be honest, to, if, I just if, remember you that mountain. And, well, I, hold on. I do. I remember you going up that mountain. This, I've got scars in my in the back of my mind from this. And for some reason, you just put it in the fucking gutter. And I don't know why you did it because I was like trying to get across, and I was I'm just powerful, in fucking mate. agony. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm powerful. You just broke, but also, it was but like ten we, seconds ahead, all the way to the bottom of the Alp. But when we uh, also when we are doing a chain gang, so whenever it's like high high intensity to high low, you know, over under uh, a chain gang and on a road bike. Um, it's not that you uh, all of a sudden that you're a goner. We'd still be competitive. So um, I think it's reading correct. <laughs> what, that one on Zwift? That one on Zwift, is, it might be Absolutely. a bit high. Absolutely. Might be five Mate, more times. I remember you kicking out. You were like fucking hit. You were like, you did that race where Dowsett was in. You were like fucking miles ahead, like, you, like in the front split. Like I, I remember doing it. And that I was stage race. Peak. And we were like fucking gone. And you were like fifth overall. I saw the results, and I was like, "How the fuck has he done that?" Like, I must say, like I've brutal. tapered. <laughs> I've tapered for that race. I was at my peak. <laughs> um, I want that power meter for the Zwift race, and when we do the tri thing, I'm going to buy it off you. I'll give you fifty percent more than what it costs because I could make some serious coin on them Zwift Pro tri races <laughs> if they come back again with that power meter. Um, that's a deal. Anyway. Um... The conclusion of the bullshit buster is that Jan Fredino is the Traveler Mockery goat, but he is also um, he also needs to reset his zones on Trading Peaks because free his Trading Peaks is wrong. Better. He could be so much better. He could be so much better if he knew what Zone Two was. You know, yeah, exactly. but Jan, we'll we'll send you a training plan for free if you contact us. All you've got to do is exactly. just slip into our DMs. If you want to get on, if you want to get on the same triathlon mockery training plan as Jan Ferdino, head to the link in bio or send me a DM because um, that 16 week triathlon mockery training plan. We've still got a load of people joining the community on Facebook where uh, we're chatting with uh, everyone that's on there. Um, yeah, Jody, I need to head to the pool because um, better never stops. Better never stops. I'll see you next week. You're always grinding.